And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could've kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Myron McCormick stars in a lost episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery Not Heard in more than 70 years. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Lori must correctly answer more true or false questions about Elizabeth Taylor than I. Lisa Wolfhall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Lori. Hi, Lori. Glad to have you with us. Hey, Lisa. I'm glad to talk to you. Terrific. We're glad to talk to you, too. All right. You ready? Hi, Lori. I am definitely ready, even though I'm not much of a fan of hers, and I hope I don't screw anything up. No, I won't let you. So all about Elizabeth Taylor. She was born February 27th of 1932. She lived to the age of 79. She died in March of 2011. So all true or false, I'm rooting for you, Lori. Here's the first statement. On The Simpsons in 1989, she portrayed herself in an episode called Krusty Gets Canceled. True or false? This is for Lori. Lori, true or false? True. Uh, I say false. It's true. That is absolutely correct. Krusty Gets Canceled. That's for Lori. (laughs) Here's for Carl. And that's how you play. All right. (laughs) Nothing to it. Carl Elizabeth Taylor received her first Academy Award for Best Actress for The Last Time I Saw Paris. True hmm. or false? False. Okay. Lori? Yes. What do you think? Uh, okay, repeat the question again. Sure. Elizabeth Taylor received her first Academy Award for Best Actress for The Last Time I Saw Paris. True. It is false. It is Ooh. Butterfield 8 was Here's the correct Carl. answer. So we're tied up, we're Lori. tied up. Here we go. Lori, Elizabeth Taylor was married 13 times. Holy moly, Not 38. <laughs> True or false? False. 13. That's too nice. She wasn't married 13. I'll say false. It's false. Yeah. It was 8, though. Yeah. That's a lot. That All is right. a lot. I know. <laughs> it's a lot, Carl. Eight times, wasn't it, Lisa? <laughs> what did you say? I said it was eight times, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah, eight right. Times. Eight times is correct. That's a lot. It's oh a lot. God. I think twice Way is a many. lot. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be faithful. <laughs> Carl, she appeared solo on the cover of People magazine 14 times. Uh, sure or false? False. 
Lori? Wow. It's true. It's true. Absolutely true. Wow. 14 times. That's a lot. I know. Not quite, uh, I guess, yeah, it's even more than she was divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Lori, her last film was The Flintstones in 1994. Flintstones. Meet Meet the the Flintstones. Flintstones. Oh, wait, sorry. There's more to that. And she played Pearl Slaghoople. What do you think, Lori? True or false? Okay, what was it now? Her last film was The Flintstones in 1994, and she played Pearl Slaghoople. True. I think it's true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is the final question. How oh, we're tied. Are you we're, still we're tied? tied up, yeah. All right, Carl, you ready? Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor was the first celebrity to create her own collection of fragrances. Um, I think that's true. I'll okay. say true. Okay. What do you think, Lori? True or false? Uh, true. It's true. You guys tied. That we is tied. absolutely right. It was passionate. All right. Good job, Not Lori. Not too shabby. Not shabby at all. Lori, I'm going to send you some fun CDs. Thanks for playing the game. You're awesome. When we come okay. back. Thanks, Lori. It's an incredible lost episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery. We'll tell you all about it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, lately we've been airing some lost episodes because we have so many collectors out there that are listeners of the show. In fact, um, Doug Hopkinson, who is who I met because he was a listener of the show, and he joined the club, the Classic Radio Club, and one time we were talking, and he said, you know, I, I collect um, classic radio shows direct from Master Recordings. And I was like, oh, you, you just said the magic words to me because all of the shows that we put in the Classic Radio Club are direct from the master recordings. And so a lot of those have come from Doug's personal library. You know, we license these shows from, you know, CBS and the Jack Benny Estate, but oftentimes they don't have the masters. So I have to go and search for people that are collectors of these 16-inch discs. And we only put shows in the club, the Classic Radio Club, that are direct from master recordings. So, folks, to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, go to ClassicRadioClub.com. If you join, you will get only the greatest quality 
classic radio shows sent to you each month on CD or via digital download, along with a booklet that I uh, write along with Carl Shadow. So it's a it's a really great presentation. I'm biased because okay. I uh, produce the club and the CD sets, but we only put the best quality in there, and you'll hear it when you get those shows. ClassicRadioClub.com. So Doug is friends with a fellow collector by the, na- uh, by the name of Matt Collada, and Matt recently found, now this is rare, Lisa, very rare, to find an Inner Sanctum radio show. Now, I have a lot of the Inner Sanctum radio shows. Not too many of them are direct from the master. Like, I have maybe a dozen or so. To find one that has not been aired in over 70 years, nobody has really heard this show in over 70 years. Matt found this broadcast, a 16-inch transcription disc, Bought it. I, I think it was pretty pretty expensive, and sent it to Doug Hopkinson because Doug is the best, and I mean the best at transferring these shows. That's why Doug is the person that is transferring the Boston Blackie series right now, and did all the transfers for Bold Venture. And folks, if you want to learn more about saving Boston Blackie. Just go to uh, your um, search engine and type in Boston Blackie Kickstarter, and it'll take you right to our page. There's all kinds of information there. And do help us save that series. We really need your help. We need our listeners. They helped us save Bold Venture, and we need your help saving all 218 episodes of Boston Blackie at our Kickstarter. But getting back to Inner Sanctum, thanks to Matt Collada, um, we're going to air this show now. If it wasn't for his efforts and Doug Hopkinson's efforts to transfer it, um, this show may never have been heard. But you're going to now hear it, I think, the first time in over 70 years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to broadcast this episode, originally aired November 8, 1948. And Hyman Brown, of course, was the creator, producer, director. John Robert wrote this story. Lou White is at the organ. Uh, this is all thanks to Carl Shadow. He he figured out all of these names. Paul McGrath is our host. Dwight Wiest, who is Diane Wiest's dad, the actress Diane Wiest, is the announcer on this. Myron McCormick plays Gallagher, the lead role. Gene Ellen is Majeska. Ted Osborne is Soutine. Lawson Zerby is McLean. And Santos Ortega is Sergeant. Uh, those are names you've heard before. They're New York-based uh, actors because this show came from New York. Let's listen to this. You ready for a show that hasn't been heard in over 70 years? It's called Front Page Murder. Here is Inner Sanctum Mystery. Good evening, friends. This is your host to welcome you through the creaking door into the Inner Sanctum. Come in, come in. We had a bit of a family horror here at the studio today. Everybody's been howling mad right down to the studio pet. Which pet did somebody inquire? A werewolf, Natch. (laughs) The panic began when our ghost discovered some wise aleck had stolen the sheet right off his back. What pandemonium. Our witches wouldn't roost in their usual haunts. They just flew right off the handle of their broomsticks. 
<laughs> Everybody went just bats. Except the Batman. He didn't even bat an eyelash during the whole affair. But, uh, never a dull moment. Mr. You're Dead Right. <laughs> Tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery, Front Page Murder, was written by John Robert and stars Myron McCormick in the role of Gallagher with Gene Ellen as Majeska. Ever feel like a small fish in a big pond? Anybody? Hmm? Well, our boy tonight felt like that. But in trying to be somebody, he only gets to be a... Dead fish in hot water. <laughs> Tonight's drama is a story of New York, the city of magic and violence, where life writes its story only on the front page in headlines that scream. The time is 1 a.m. in a lashing rain. The blinds are down in the Caraway Jewel Mart. But outside it, a man with a gun watches the storm. The man is Gallagher, ace crime reporter for the Herald Examiner. Suddenly he moves like an animal whose victim has just walked into ambush. Sotine? Gallagher. My favorite reporter. Will the morning headlines read Clawman at Bay? They'll read Clawman shot dead. You pulled your last robbery and murder, Sotine. The police, then, I presume, are not far behind you. They'll come later. First, I'm going to kill you. Police cars, Gallagher. We won't have any time alone. To finish anyhow, Sultine, it's the electric chair. Granted, it is the electric chair. If they catch me. If. Please stop it. It's the claw man. Don't let him escape. Oh. Oh. Not me. Oh, you're sh- shooting the wrong man. Shoot him the claw. Oh. Not me. <laughs> Any hope, Sergeant? No, McLean. Doc says even a blood transfusion's useless. I'm afraid you're going to lose your star reporter. That's a blow, Sergeant. Gallagher was sensation crazy. Too much imagination. But I had gotten to like him. Funny way out for a big shot reporter. Police bullets. Well, it was Johnny on the spot once too often. Think he can talk? For a while, maybe. You look as if you want very much for him to talk. Well, frankly, I do. I think Gallagher would like to write his own obituary in his own words. Go ahead, Gallagher. I'm taking it down. It's a crazy jumble in my head, Maggie. It began the day you upped me from City Hall to roving reporter specializing in crime coverage. I... I can almost hear you tell me. Now, crime's your new beat, Gallagher. But remember, the paper sees crime as a social problem, not as a circulation hypodermic. So no starting a bonfire over the front page. Play the violence down. You catch? Play the violence down. (laughs) You were telling me to lace my imagination into a tight-fitting corset, Mac. This was New York, Mac. Seven million people jammed into one big sardine crate. Play the violence down. Well, maybe I should have. 
The day I tore a page from Winchell's style book and rigged my Ford with a two-way police radio, I sat listening to police calls around the clock. Squad cars, three, four, seven. Man stabbed at Ludlow Corner, Broome. Go at once. Attention. It was routine stuff I could take right off the police blotter. I shut the radio off. But a funny thing was happening to me. There was a wave of sound going through me and ticking in my head. A tick, tick like telegrapher's keys. It was as if my nerves were a network of delicate wires picking impulses out of the air and radioing them to my brain. Crazy? Sure. But it was happening. My brain was a sound box, and tiny pulsations of sounds were emptying into it. Sounds that reproduced into a whispering voice. Tomorrow at ten, 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 ten. Denison's, 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 Denison's. That was all. Denison's. Tomorrow at ten. Over and over, repetitiously, a melodic tone like music. Like a woman's tone. As if somewhere, a woman's thoughts were projecting along a wavelength that reached to my brain. As if a woman was sending messages to me, as if I were a receiving set. <laughs> sure, it was crazy. But I followed through. Checked Denison's in the Manhattan Red Book. It was a diamond merchant's shop. The next night at 10, I was parked outside watching for my car. Denison's was shuttered for the night. I watched. Somehow sure something sensational would happen at the stroke of 10. The chime sounded. Ten. A robbery and murder. I watched a man emerge from Denison's, tall from another world, from another century. He wore an opera hat, a black cape, and black gloves, like an 18th century actor. I found my voice and shouted after him stupidly. Hey, stop! Stop you there! Stop! <laughs> he laughed and disappeared. I got out of the car and ran into Denison's. A few minutes later, the police came. By a freak coincidence, I was right outside when it happened, Sergeant. It was a, a tall man in a black cape. Carrying a hammer or something. What do you make of the markings around that gash in the watchman's forehead, Gallagher? Well, they... They make a pattern like an animal's claws. Claws. Hmm. Claw man. There's your morning headline, Gallagher. There's a claw man loose. It's a, this is, I mean, what we're listening to right now is, it's like making history. We haven't, this show has not been heard in over 70 years. It aired originally in 1948, November 8th to be exact. This is Inner Sanctum Mystery. And Lou White on the organ, he's just like ripping through that organ, you know. And the acting is fantastic. It is a lost episode that uh, Matt Collada found. And he, you know, he's on all of these sites looking for transcription discs there's like a there's there's um like like a uh, you know people all around the world that collect these discs and to actually find a lost episode of inner sanctum quite historic and we're airing it matt is kind enough to let us sort of make the um uh you know world premiere at second premiere i should say really because it aired back in 1948 so thanks matt we really appreciate you 
And that's what we're doing with this Ziv collection, right? That's what we're doing with the entire Ziv collection. All of these discs that Frederick Ziv produced, all of these uh, of these shows, 41 different series, starting with Bold Venture. We, uh, we uh, put a Kickstarter together, saved that series thanks to our listeners, and we were able to transfer all 78 episodes, including about 18 lost episodes of Bold Venture. Uh, if you want that series on CD, on 39 CDs, all 78 episodes, you can call, speak to a live operator, 815-900-7535, 815-900-7535. We also offer it via digital download. You can get the uh, the episodes instantly via digital download. That same number, 815-900-7535. And with just a couple of minutes before the break, I do want to remind everyone listening that we are attempting to save the entire Boston Blackie series. And we have a Kickstarter that we put together. And you can go there, and hopefully you'll want to pledge and help us save Boston Blackie. It's uh, 218 episodes starring Dick Kalmar as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. That's like you, Lisa. Friend to those who have no friends. That's me. Yeah. I, am I the friend who has no friends? You're you're the person who has no friend. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm your friend. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, that's not enough. If you want to help us save Boston Blackie, and we really need your help, folks, just go to our uh, Kickstarter and um, and pledge, and then you'll get the episodes. You'll get the you'll get the Boston Blackie episodes, and that's like my favorite series. Know. You know that. So just go to your search engine. Type in Boston Blackie Kickstarter or go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. There's a pop-up when you go there, and you can click it. It'll take you right to our Kickstarter page. And I know the clock is ticking, and there's a deadline on it that we're approaching, so um, best not to wait too long. Yeah. Uh, Help us save that series. I mean, and then we'll uh, occasionally air... Episodes like uh, last week, I think we uh, we aired one of the lost Bold Venture episodes. And if we can get through Boston Blackie and save that series, we're going to move on to "I Was a Communist for the FBI," starring Dana Andrews. So uh, it's all up to our listeners. They were so generous last time and helped us save Bold Venture. Can't thank you enough. Um, if you want to help us save Boston Blackie, go to our Kickstarter page or call. 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. We'll be back to Inner Sanctum after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co 
co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lots and lots of people get our podcast, Lisa. I mean, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. I think it is into the thousands now that get our podcast sent to them every single Monday because they may be in a um, location that doesn't carry, the station doesn't carry our full five-hour show, which is really a shame. It's really, but honestly, even if they did, sometimes you know it's not always the most convenient to listen those particular five hours, or you know your voice may put somebody to sleep and you might miss a few minutes. That's I for don't sure. know. Puts I'll, me to sleep. I listen me. to the podcast and I'm like, <laughs> Boop, that's it. I'm out. I listen to the podcast. I'm out. It's actually really good sleeping uh, uh, treatment. To treatment. Help, to, to help you sleep, just get our podcast. Um, but yeah, really and truly, if you want to get our podcast sent to you every Monday directly to your email in a link that never expires. So if you don't listen to it that week, just leave it in your uh, inbox and you can go back to it anytime you want. And like clockwork, we send this to you every Monday right to your email. And we also tack on an extra podcast. It's called Radio Rarities, which Lisa and I co-host. Mike produces it, and Carl Shadow writes it. We take a very rare radio show, um, unique shows, I mean, one-of-a-kind one shows, and we break it all down, talk about them. Um, I think just, uh, what did we, we had some good ones that we just recorded four shows. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh, we had a Richard Diamond private detective show very interesting episode. I mean, we we take these really interesting shows and present them on Radio Rarities. So you get a lot for being a podcast subscriber. To learn all about subscribing, there's two ways you can do it. Just go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, or you can call and talk to a live operator, and that operator will explain to you there's a $5.99 a month option or there's a lifetime option. You just pay one time, get a coffee mug sent to you, never have to be charged again. You get it every week. That's that's really, that's a great yeah, offer. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. It just happens. Exactly. So if you want to talk to a live operator about getting the podcast sent to you every Monday via digital download uh, in an email, call 815-900-7535. That's 815 Three, five. All right, we're listening to this lost episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery, and uh, thanks to Matt Collada and Doug Hopkinson, we have this show to present to the world, and we're broadcasting this all over the world because we're on American Forces Radio, too, heard in 168 countries. We're on over 130 radio stations across the country, all airing this Inner Sanctum Mystery episode that has been lost for over 70 years. It is called Front Page Murder. November 8, 1948 was the original broadcast date. Here's the conclusion. I walked the streets in a daze. A claw man. 
an atrocious robbery and murder, and I'd known about it 24 hours in advance. I kept walking, and a sudden shudder went through me like waves tickling along my nervous system. Right in the thick of it all, with crowds and auto horns, with the din of the city in my ears, I was just hearing one sound. One sound whispering in my brain and pulling me to Paraquets. A restaurant just off Broadway, a newspaper man's hangout. I found table ten, lost in a corner, as if it didn't belong with the rest of the joint. I found a girl at the table who looked as if she didn't belong with the rest of the world. I've been waiting for you. I looked her over like a guy memorizing a picture. A black gown that took you back to your great-grandmother's tintype. Long black gloves that stopped at her elbows. But beautiful. Like a museum painting by a 19th century master. I, uh... I have a feeling I know you, but I, I don't know your name. Majeska. Of course. Yes, it would be something like Majeska. I'm Gallagher, Scoop Gallagher. I know. Sure, you would know. Uh, tell me, how'd you drag me halfway across town to this table? You know how you came? Sure, I know. I don't understand it, but I know. We have some freak affinity for each other. It's like you were carved out of my hip bone. You pick up my thought waves. I can pick up your thought waves, huh? Just you and nobody else in the world. Yes. Yes, I resist, but... But I'm powerless to prevent it. You resist? <laughs> then you don't go for the setup between us, huh? No. No, it will end badly for me. It... It will mean my death. Your death? Well, who'll kill you? Soutine. Who's Soutine? My husband. He'll not believe it happens the way it does. He'll accuse me of being an informer. If you care about me, help me. Care about you? Sure I care about you. Then forget me. Deaden your mind to me. I don't think I can. I don't control it. All of a sudden, there's an impulse shooting through me. And your voice whispers in my brain. I'm sorry, but I, I don't control it, Majeska. You don't control it? Where are you going? Soutine. He's come for me. I watched her hurry down an aisle. Near the door, a man fell in beside her. He turned slowly for a look at me. He was a tall man wearing an opera hat and a black cape. He wore gloves and carried his arms awkwardly as if... as if they weren't made of flesh and blood. As if they were claws. I had a story that would start your spine goose pimpling, Mac. 
A claw man specializing in jewel thefts and a beautiful companion whose thought waves floated right into my brain box. <laughs> With me able to forecast the crime before it happened. It was a reporter's wildest dreams come true. Now, uh, what kind of cheap inflammatory garbage is that, Gallagher? It's straight nose reporting, Mac, and accurate. Accurate my foot. Gallagher, you've got to face up to our policy. I told you we had a conservative outlook. That we don't use crime to sell newspapers. Mac, I swear I reported the facts as I saw them. The killer is a claw man. His arms aren't flesh and blood. Gallagher, you're crazy. I saw him, Mac. I was outside Dennison's jewelry shop while the murder and robbery was taking place. Right on location with your pad and pencil out, taking down your scoop, eh? With 5,000 jewelry stores in greater New York, you parked yourself outside of Dennison's in the dead of night. You had the door to the squirrel cage open and you were shoving me in. But I kept talking. I told you the whole story. About Soutine and his black cape, about the weird Majeska. About the tick, tick whispering in my brain box. <laughs> Your eyes popped into the size of golf balls. Gallagher, now I'm sure you're crazy. Now, look, look, take a vacation. Find a wheelchair in Atlantic City and sit looking out at the ocean for a couple of years. It'll soothe you. It'll calm you down. Another push and I'd have taken your advice. But it was happening to me again. Right there in your office, I was picking Majeska's thought waves out of the atmosphere. Nessa, 12, 12, 12, 12. Nessa, Gallagher, 12, you in a trance? 12, Gallagher. Mac, it just happened again. I, I got another message. Gallagher, get out oh, of Mac, here. believe me. Nassau at 12. There'll be a jewel robbery at Nassau's tonight at 12. Mac, get out an extra. Forecast the crime and paper the town with it. Mac, it's our big chance. It's my big chance to dump you. You're suspended from the payroll, Gallagher. I was outside Nassau's jewelry store at 12. At 12.01, I was right in the doorway, waiting, with my ears tensed to catch sounds. The claw man had struck. I stood right in the doorway as if I was cemented to the ground. A paralysis was knotting my muscles. The burglar alarm went off. And a moving figure in black bowled me over like a ten pin. It was like an irresistible force had plowed through me. I was climbing up on my knees when I saw him. It was Soutine, the claw man, receding from me. He was walking down the street, unhurried. His opera hat cocked jauntily and his cape flying. As if he was just taking an evening stroll. I got up and got to a phone down the block. The police were just arriving. It was a newsbeat, Mac. Even for a hidebound conservative like you. Yes? Mac, this is Gallagher. Now what? Start the presses rolling. It happened just now at Nassau's exactly as I predicted it. The claw man struck again. <laughs> In the morning, you took a new view of the situation, Mac. Gallagher, this psychic faculty you've got, or whatever it is, it's uncanny. <laughs> Maybe I had a witch somewhere among my ancestors. Well, I've heard of powers of divination, people able to pick thoughts out of space, but it's one in a million. What am I saying? It's one in a hundred million. One in a hundred million. And I was it. I had something that staggered the imagination. We were both a little scared of it. I wandered through the morning with one thought crowding everything else out of my head. Majeska. 
I had to find her, see her again. The pulsations of sound were going through me and reproducing in my brain box. Too, too gay. I puzzled over it for a while. Then I hailed a cab. Too, too gay was 22 Gay Street. A red brick house on a crooked little street in Greenwich Village. I jimmied a cellar door open, climbed a flight of wooden stairs to a parlor room lit up with colored lights. The room was a page out of the Arabian Nights. Jewels everywhere you looked. Jewels piled carelessly on tabletops, bureau tops. It was as if the contents of 50 jewelry stores had been dumped into the room. On a divan in a silk robe, sleeping, was Majeska. I couldn't hear her breathe. There wasn't a spot of color in her face. It was as if she was... she was dead... As if she'd been dead a long time. Her face was beautiful, Mac. But her hands weren't. The long black gloves were off. They were dead hands, yellow and gnarled and dead. I touched her. <laughs> it's me, but Jessica Gallagher. What are you doing here? I had to see you again. She was suddenly conscious of her hands. I watched her turn, go through a few hidden movements, and then turn back with the long black gloves drawn right up to the elbows. This, uh, daffy setup, Majeska. A million in jewels littering the joint like cigarette stubs. I, I don't get it. Soutine. It pleases him to show his contempt for riches. It's contempt for life, too, Majeska. There's blood on every one of those piles. Soutine enjoys murder. And you? I... I have nothing to say. I'm Soutine's prisoner. When they catch him, he'll be put to death. And you'll be put to death, too. No. No, Soutine will kill me first. He knows I've betrayed but him. But you haven't. He believes I'm an informer. <gasps> Go quickly. Soutine's coming. I hear him in the hall. I won't leave you Go, to Go, please, while you can... Take the cellar stairs. I checked in at the office like a man falling apart. I had an exclusive that would burn the country end to end. But I didn't want any part of it. Now, this Soutine and Majeska you dredged up from somewhere? Uh, what about it, Mac? Now, the name's stuck in my craw. They sort of rang a bell. So? Well, I had the librarian check the names. They found Soutine and Majeska. The pair were a bloody international jewel team that kept a reign of terror going in the European countries. On the level? Strictly on the level, Gallagher. Ask me when they operated. Okay. When? When your grandfather wore knee pants, Gallagher. No less than 75 years ago. Doesn't make sense. Huh? Now what's come over you, Gallagher? Majeska. I caught her thought waves again, just now. Not another robbery tip. Yes, another robbery tip. Gallagher, so help me. There was more coming from Majeska. Waves of terror. Terror that coursed from her to me. Terror that threw every living bit of me into panic. Eugene, I didn't inform. I didn't inform. 
Gallagher, you look like death. Sotina's just murdered Majeska. You picked all that out of the air? She was part of me. Something cut from my flesh, and he killed her. Well, before that last bit of business, Gallagher, you got another advance robbery notice, you said. Yes. Gallagher, we'll both be cutting paper dolls in a padded cell any hour now, but I, I can't get it out of my thinking that you did predict two robberies and murders before they happened. So I'll go out on a limb this far. Tell me where this latest robbery is scheduled to happen. I'll run an extra edition and we'll tip off the police. They'll surround the place. I want to meet this Soutine face to face. I told you where. With a small falsification of fact. Caraway One was the place and time. The Caraway Jewelry House at 1 a.m. But I wanted time with Soutine alone before his capture. I wanted to kill Soutine myself. So I told you the Caraway Jewelry House at 2 a.m. I was outside the Caraway at one sharp. I was too anxious, I guess. Too tensed up to function coolly. Soutine got away. He just disappeared into the shadows. And right after that, in the dark, the police shot me by mistake. Came to a period just in time. He's dead. Well, uh, what's your slant on the whole affair, Sergeant? The obvious one. Gallagher himself was the claw man. Mm. He predicted a job, then went out and did it, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably didn't even know he was acting out of Jekyll and Hyde. Some wires get crossed in his brain. It's as uh, cut and dried as that. Just about. He'd no doubt read somewhere about the once-upon-a-time team of Sutina Majeska and worked them into his hallucination. One thing that cinches the conclusion for me is that 22 Gay was Gallagher's own house. And another thing... Another thing... Mac, pinch me. You saw what I saw... Just now, Sergeant. Yeah, damn. Just an antique black. Hold it by. Ah, was the way Gallagher wrote his obituary piece. He worked a spell on us. Worked a spell, did he? Look. There. Lying across Gallagher's chest. A long, black glove. Gravedigger sighed when he dropped his shovel. Is simply all the dirt there is. <laughs> Jules, say, if you ever spy a ghost with a sapphire brooch pinned to his sheet, that's our boy Gallagher. And don't anybody jump out of his skin. Just hand Gallagher the morning newspaper and watch him devour the headlines. <laughs> a snoop. Named Hohunkus, who drops poison pen letters in my brain box, tells me Gallagher, Soutine, and Majeska are together now, reunited and as chummy as you please. Mm hmm. 
A regular gruesome threesome, I'm told, and simply dripping with tenderness and love. Always clawing each other. <laughs> Good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Inner Sanctum came to you through the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. All right, a lost episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery. Front page murder, November 8th, 1948. And uh, Hyman Brown, the creator, producer, director. And I remember having dinner with Hyman Brown in New York at a fancy restaurant years and years ago when I licensed these shows from from Mr. Brown. And um, I remember we were sitting next to a famous actor, uh, Peter O'Toole. Peter Mm -hmm. O'Toole was sitting next to us, and he introduced me to Peter. He knew Peter O'Toole. And um, I remember I saying, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, how did you create this show, you know? How did you do this? And he's like, well, there was a studio door at CBS that squeaked like crazy. And he said, you know, the door, you know, the door squeaked so much that he was like, I could use this, you know. I'm going to make this door a star, you know. It'll be the star of a scary radio show. And then after a while... That door didn't work all the time, so they they used a rusty desk chair. That was later in the run. They had this desk chair that they that always squeaked, mm-hmm. you know. So they used that. Yeah, more dependable. Or they yeah. had me there going. I could have gotten paid to do that, Lisa. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to get so. a guy, you know, some kind of a some kind of a gig. Nothing's working out a for gig, you. I'm gig, surprised. A, either a singing <laughs> gig or a sound effects gig or something. Yeah. But that's that's how. And then he said, I came up with the idea from that creaking door, mm-hmm. and then later he used that same creaking door for the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, which we all grew up on. I grew up listening to. Mystery Theater with E.G. Marshall. I'm sure a lot of our listeners did, too. But anyway, little tidbit. Uh, Hope you enjoyed Inner Sanctum Mystery. Time for this month in music history. You got it. We're going back to 1988. I chose this song just for you. Because you're a fan. God, I love him. I know you do. <laughs> what a voice, huh? I know. He's got He's some even great better. stuff. He's even better than me. Well, debatable. This is I Forever so. Young by Rod Stewart, released on his 1988 album called Out of Order. And it was a top 20 hit on the Billboard charts. And then he wrote a song 12. about me. About you. Yeah, Do sexy, You Think I'm Sexy? The Sexy Right. Yeah. For sure. He was thinking of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. yep, yep. There's no debate to that. Oh, no. No, no. I agree with you. You are the one. Yep. All right, thanks, thing. Lisa Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lisa Wolf. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Mickey Rooney is Bing Crosby's guest. 
on Philco Radio Time from 1947. But we'll need a caller for Name That Tune. That's right. Where are my sticks fans? 70s mm. and 80s, mostly 1980s. If you are a fan of sticks, uh, you are going to love this. Give us a call at 312-642-5600. Be on the air, play the game. We need caller number seven. Sticks and stones, break my bones. <laughs> nope, just sticks. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.